Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the marketing minds at DeConvert, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders, developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and try to elevate the conversation. I'm Andrew Peek, and here today, episode 141, we're with Jackie Lipinski and Hello. Julie Jarnigan. Hello. Yay. Oh, that's, that's so many words. Kevin, how does he do you. this? <laughs> like I've heard this. I try to like match the sinking and phrasing of Kevin. That's yeah. I, I didn't even make my own intro up when Kevin's out. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> I we should, should restructure this whole thing when he's when he's away. And for people listening, Kevin just got we'll his really uh his second vaccine. So he's a little under the weather, but also by the time you listen to this, Kevin's 40th birthday has occurred. Happy oh birthday, Kevin. Hey, happy Woo! birthday. It's out there. He yeah. won't lie about his age. He can't. He can't. We just announced that. <laughs> it's out there. And on the same day that he got the vaccine, yeah. or it was the day after he did the big giant ECI Lasso webinar, mm-hmm. which I'm like, how is he doing this? He's like, I'm not feeling great. <laughs> so when it started, he's <laughs> he like, I it, might though. pass out doing this. So you'll get to yeah. see that. It'd be exciting. I'm like, was, we were joking. I was like, weekend at Bernie's event going on <laughs> Keep here. <him> so. alive. <laughs> yeah. Keep him alive. All right. So. Well, let's jump into story time. Jackie, Julie, who wants to go first? Yeah, I can, I can go. So I think I always mentioned I have a 1977 home and the, earlier this week we had a small leak in the bathroom. Oh, so it was just, you turn on the water, a couple drops would go down. I'm like, all right, well I can, I can, okay. I'm handy. I can fix this. <laughs> I have YouTube. <laughs> I have YouTube. <laughs> YouTube is helpful. So it's been about, um, four days without a sink because, <laughs> oh, man. because it's one of those things of like, you know, something breaks and then something else leads to something else. And so my, my second bathroom, thank goodness is in shambles. We brought this like one rubber piece to store and they can't match and they can't match it. And I have this unique sink and all I could think of is where's my warranty person. Like I just <laughs> want so- nope. to call someone and I wish I'm the handy person in my family. My husband's listening. I'm so sorry, Matt. He is, he cannot, he does not YouTube not tutorials or not his thing. You are, or you are not, or you try yeah. and pretend. Or so you, he, you just type. pay for someone to come. So we're not as at as like, the, why are you messing with this? Yeah. I know we're not at the plumber uh, section there, but yeah, the whole time, obviously being in the industry, I was just like, oh, I feel like I could just put in a warranty request, be like, you messed this part up. You're missing the tape. And all I wanted was just someone to help me. But I'm also just like, it's not a big enough problem to call a plumber, mm-hmm. but it's also just on day four now. And I just wish I could uh, get someone to help me. So and, and get it done. And some people want to be like, done. well, you submitted the warranty claim and you're yeah. still asking, where's my warranty person at? Yeah. So I think the resolve might be, there's people listening who are like, you just need to get a new faucet. Like don't mess with <laughs> it. Like just get a new faucet. I feel like that's what I do now, by now. It's like, all right, we're going to Home Depot. After you cross the two, three, four trip to Home Depot, trying to find that piece. Yeah. Like, hmm. I know. We're, just, we're just starting over whole new vanity and everything. Yeah. <laughs> just we just got in. two new hot water tanks and we probably paid way too much, but they came out the same day and they're like, Oh, we oh. can do it today. We were like, yeah. done. Here's our yeah. money. <laughs> like, yeah. So um, I don't want to tell my father-in-law how much we paid because it was probably way too much, but I was just having yeah. hot water. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Divided by however many days you'll use it. And then I'm like, okay, who cares if we overpaid? Yeah. It's like 12 yeah, cents. And I, I, I think a lot of people can also agree if you're able to come in on time and, and you can be there at that moment, like I'll, I'll pay you whatever you want. Just please do this. Yeah. So especially yeah. anything yeah. water plumbing related. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Julie. Yeah. My sister's in town visiting today. This actually all just happened this morning. And so my mom and my sister nice. went shopping and went to a store 
And my sister, she's a little older than me, four years older. So she's in her mid forties, was checking out, buying some clothes. And the lady said, oh, people who usually come in here are more your mom's age. That's usually who we're selling to. We usually don't get people your age. So then of course, my sister is like, am I buying old lady clothes? Like I didn't know I was spending all this money. And so we were laughing about it right before this. And it just made me think like, Right now, home builders, you have a bunch of insecure buyers. Like they're worried they're paying too much because prices are going up. They're worried they're waiting too long on stuff. So just be careful about your messaging and what people are saying and don't make them more insecure. Like she would have loved those clothes, but now every time she puts them on, she's going to be like, oh, this is my old lady out. Sure. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> no, when you just... tell someone you're buying a house, it's like your first child. Everyone wants to give you so much advice. Oh, and the yeah. second and third, like, they're like, who cares? Like, the first one's alive. Like, you're good. But then you buy a house anytime. They're like, oh, well, what are you doing? Oh, you're building? And then all of a sudden, these people who've never built ever in their life are like, well, here's what you need to know. It's like, you haven't mm-hmm. even built a home. What do you mean? You, you have yeah, no idea. full like, of opinions. What is this? So yeah. Know that your buyers need that little extra confidence and give yeah, them sure. that with everything, every time you interact with them. <laughs> every time. And there's got to be like words like not to use for sure. Like on your site messaging, like I know of affordable, like that would be like lower priced homes. But even Mm -hmm. then I think like, "Mm, do we have to say that word? Do we have to? We have to. I think Julie, we were, we were chatting with a a builder earlier today. It was funny because I, uh, I remember looking into marketing for, you know, 55 plus communities. And so she had some people who are 50, clearly much older people. And I was like, Hey, just a reminder, people don't want to be reminded that they're old. I was like, so feel free to like toss in photos of like, not the higher end (laughs) age for, as you're promoting this community. No walkers. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, definitely. I think just people, people don't need to be told things. They just want to be like, let me just be me. And, uh, that's my thought. They know, they know, they know, they know. (laughs) <laughs> for sure. Well, my story is, so I started this, this content creation game, like on Instagram. And so I'm like, oh, I need new equipment because I like buying things. So one, I definitely understand the struggle bus of like builders saying like, I don't know what content to make. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at them like, are you crazy? You have like, however many model homes, however many homes that are under construction in my mind, I'm like, you have like a gold mine of all this content. And on, on my side, if I said that to them, they're like, what do you mean? You talk to builders all day. You like you're in ads all day. Like you have so many opportunities to talk about what you do, but it's, it's definitely a struggle. Um, but my story is, so I, I needed a new camera. So I bought this one camera with the budget, which was still like $800. Wasn't really happy with it when I got it, but it worked. And so I learned and learned and learned. And like during this, this phase, I felt like I was home shopping. Like I was obsessed with, did I get the right one? Should I get an upgrade one? Like I knew like this wasn't the permanent like Mm -hmm. dream home equivalent of the camera that that I bought. So then I I wasn't settled with it. But then like every time I drove in the car, there was this video up or that video up of like this one versus that one, this camera versus that. Do you need this feature? Do you need that? And it was just like a black hole of what do I need to get? So I feel like home buyers are the the same thing. Like how many floors do I get? Do I get one or two? Like if they have that choice what Mm -hmm. floor plan, like all these things are super confusing. And I don't know, I need to somehow, like, I wish YouTube has it, like how many hours of video I listened to over the past six, six, eight weeks, probably. Like it was a stupid amount of content. And then like very 
very specific like questions like Lumix G9 da 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 da, da like has like 4000 views on it but like everyone that listened or watched that video for 4000 views probably ended up either buying that camera or the other camera and so i think we could get also like a 4000 compared to other views like like that's not enough interest to create that content but we think about like the farther down the funnel that content is these people are like they're going to make a choice very soon yeah as far as when you're coming up with a content on there so it's just they get they get obsessed and i think you that's get the same I was thing obsessed. i'm like yeah. i need to stop this like this is I absurd need to, i need to know these details i know one one thing we talked about with some builders and we just kind of works you know had this exploratory conversation in terms of like what does content sound like what does content mean and i'm confused what do i do and so it's we just talked about word. yeah we talked about the genres of content and so it's like, okay, well, you're creating, I'm going to create testimonials. I've been making testimonials for five years. We go in the house, we talk to the people, we ask they're them five the questions, we leave, they're all the same. And so how do you kind of create, how is it more fun for them? And what are some things? And so I know we kind of just talked about like not wasting the opportunity to educate your buyers. And so, for example, if you're going to do a testimonial, one of our home plans was called the Rosario. And the Rosario was our most popular floor plan. And so one thing you could do is, you know, all right, we have a testimonial and this person lives in the Rosario and then ask them specific things about the Rosario and then put that testimonial video on the Rosario page and then just, just keep pushing because you want to be like, oh, I, I love this. Or, or one thing we would also do is, you know, we would tweak that plan and then we'd talk about it where we'd be like, we got buyer's feedback. They loved this house, but they wanted this. So now we do this, you know, we build this insert every time we build it and then just, you know, highlight how you listen to the buyers, how you make changes and how you're just kind of like, and obviously you're kind of just micro marketing to the people who are buying that specific plan. Mm -hmm. But people, I, I think what Julie says to like, people just want that confidence in what they're buying and how do you give that to a very small person. And I think that Andrew is like the bigger picture of trying to target people very effectively and in small groups. Yeah, for sure. And it seems like the like the middle of the funnel people or the bottom, mm -hmm. like that content is easier to create in my mind for builders versus this super high level content. Although the high level content that has the big metrics behind it. Mm -hmm. Like you're never going to have 100,000, 200,000 views on your videos. Like that's not going to happen. But the stuff in the middle might have 2,000, but that is those views are extremely important compared to the big the big numbers, which those will come in time. But just focusing on the bottom of the funnel, mid funnel yeah. uh, content for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah and fine. I think Let's what was yeah, what does Tilson always say? An educated buyer is a oh, what is their phrase? Oh, I need to know, Don. Ah, uh, Don, are you listening? <laughs> Talk to us, please. I need to but find they, the quote. They love their educated buyers. Yeah, every Tuesdays yeah. at two. Tuesdays at two, Tilson in Texas. All the T's. There, yeah, they they go Facebook Live and they're on your lot builder in Texas. I think we've mm -hmm. talked about them quite a bit, but their yeah. videos are extremely in depth. So think about like deciding on land and they're talking about the details that I have no idea about because I haven't mm -hmm. watched enough of the videos, but they'll be like an hour and a half long on the site, just picking yeah. a home site. There'll be other videos on septic systems and sewers. Yeah. You're like, are people really listening to this? And there's like hundred yeah. plus videos, mm -hmm. like people watching comments, like the entire thing. It's yeah. And, and and I think any builder that's listening, it's not like you have to like, okay, oh, got it. I'm going to go copy Tilson. 
Now, maybe just think about your evergreen content first. You know, what do you have to, do you have a very unique buying system? What is the construction, not timeline, but process look like? And, and I think just expand on those things first and just find tools for your sales team to be able to send and educate. And, and so I think that's always going to get higher, higher metrics than Oh, for sure. Getting very specific. So and then I think if you're, there was a question a few minutes ago before the podcast about creating content. I think just getting the momentum started on content is the, mm-hmm. the hardest thing. I know that's like my own personal struggle, which I feel like, yeah. cool, I'm, I'm doing it now. And that's just the, str- do something. So you don't necessarily have to like have this giant yeah. strategy up front, but it's almost like you need that eventually, but just getting started, I think is. Yeah more important. I love National Geographic and and I, there's a quote, I don't know the photographer's name, but he, someone asked him once, what's the best camera? And he's like, it's the camera you have. Like, don't, don't obsess <laughs> about your gear. Yes, I mean, you can't, true. when you have the time, obsess <laughs> about your gear, but just get stuff out there as soon as you can. If it's a Zoom testimonial, if it's this or that, if it's collecting quotes, if it's just shooting a quick email to a buyer and being like, oh, great. Can we use that as a sample? Just, you know, however you can get content quickly and utilize your team to help you, I think is a, a bigger picture here. Yeah. You at least have a starting point. And that's it for our stories. And on to the news time. See, I don't have Kevin's sound effect, but <laughs> you know what? It's like a typewriter <laughs> going on. I'm just tapping on my desk right now. <laughs> yeah. This this first one, this was a fun article. It will be up here shortly, but it's uh, titled Digital Priorities for the New Home Builder, written by everyone here at at Do You Convert on the marketing site. So we all decided to put together our thoughts on like what we think. And we did not collaborate on this. That was the that was the intention. So Jackie's thoughts. My thoughts, Julie's thoughts, Bryce, Becca, et cetera. Like what on maternity leave, everyone. Maternity leave. Hey Becca, I don't want to leave you out because (laughs) I know you like to do things and and like you love you love what you do. Yeah. But like you don't have to do this. And sure enough, like 20 minutes later, she's like, here you go. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, go go back. You have a couple more. Very passionate. Yeah. Yeah. So this was fun because Jackie and Andrew didn't give us very much direction. They basically said they had talked about this and they said, hey, we want to talk about digital parties for marketers and go. Everybody put their input in and we were all looking at each other like, are they going to are they going to give us any more instructions of what we're supposed to do? But so everybody contributed something and it turned out that we were all kind of on the same page. So I think right now there is so much a marketer could do. There's just so many things you could do that would be good things to do. And we recommend a lot of things constantly. Kevin always is giving builders ideas, but sometimes you need to stop, strip it back to what are the basics? Like, what are my actual priorities of things that matter the most? And then what can I add on to that? Mm-hmm. So mine, I'll just go through. I My list was a user-friendly website that had con- great content, everything up to date. My number two was dashboards, being mm-hmm. able to measure everything that you're doing, whether it's Google Analytics or Data Studio, and then just strategically choosing which marketing channels you're going to use all that content in. So social media, Facebook, Google ads, that sort of thing. So it's just kind of stripping it back to the bare basic. <laughs> yeah. I'll just throw a note from this week because I, I know a builder who had this small issue. They were so obsessed with Data Studio, but the bigger problem was you can learn Data Studio for what you're trying to do, but you also need to understand the action items of the data. Like it's, it's great Mm -hmm. if you, if you know how to create these forms, but the higher priority 
and, and feel free to lean on us if you know your builder partner are listening uh, to create these items for you. If you don't know how to create action items from the data you're reading, that's that's your. I know it's not a digital priority, but that's your priority. Please priority. put that on your on your list there. And um, I yeah, I guess to just roll off that, Julie. Yeah, I love how we all definitely have very similar recommendations. But I had five main bullet points. It was you know audit and adjust your website audit and adjust your digital content, review your website messaging, again, understanding your data and then adjusting your ads. And I made sure to put adjusting your ads forth because I feel like you need to understand your data first to be able to adjust your ads. And then also if you're sending people to the website, you can't just send them to the website unless you've fixed your messaging, unless you've understood the needs of your buyers to, and you've created content for them. And then just understanding your website and you know, I know we have a lot of great resources for usertesting.com, asking people to go through your site, if just identifying speed bumps. And if you, you're running into too many speed bumps, you know, there's time, get a new website. If, if that's your biggest, yeah. that's your biggest you, issue. You could only fight your site for so long. I think yeah. there's going to like a time cap on that. Like if you're unable to do, Kevin talked about it on the, uh, the webinar today, like if you can't change, like, like right, right now, reducing yeah. your call to actions, huge thing, super important, like, or even changing them quickly. Like if the community sold out, if 80% are on wait list, et cetera, like it needs to be reflected in that, like, right, right in this moment, you can't be, you can't have the bottleneck uh, from your web developer. Like that's not mm-hmm. acceptable. Like there will be like, okay, we need whatever the time is for them to make, make the change. But if it's still going on a month later, like, oh, okay, that's not good. It's not yeah. good. Cool. Yeah. And so, so mine was based on, we're really all kind of saying the same thing, but mine was, I, I prefaced it with like, you have a finite amount of time. Like you only have so much time yourself. And so if you're working on a team, like what are your priorities? What is the person next to you, above you, beneath you? However, the hierarchy works of, of whose time does what. And so you need to focus on what drives the, the most leads, appointments, and then sales. Leads right now, not a huge issue for most people. Hopefully, hopefully not anyone listening. And, but then you also need to have this counterbalance of like, you need to have something that you do enjoy and that you can grow. But ideally that fun pet project of yours has some influence on leads and sales appointments. It's not just like this thing that is a complete waste of time. So like, for example, TikTok is being talked about quite a bit. That can be amazing. It can be great, but it cannot take away from say website content, usability and function, traffic that drives mm-hmm. quality leads and appointments, all those other things. But do it all you want if all those other things are done. So you can't sacrifice things that are more important for things that are less important. With the caveat, like I still think it's in, it's super important for marketers to have that fun thing that they're passionate about, even if it is not 100% going to drive leads and sales. Yeah, it's, it's, but then, yeah. But so maybe there's timing in that. Like maybe it doesn't necessarily need to be like Monday at 9 a.m. Like you're messing around with whatever that pet, pet project mm-hmm. is. Probably not like do it partially yeah, I think, time, but and, maybe a little bit during the work day. Yeah. And Andrew, I think that goes along with, I can't recall which builder it was, but they were like, if they're not posting on Instagram, their company thinks they're not working. And so then they mm. did the numbers of how much traffic actually came from Instagram that, and how yeah. many hours they spent against it. And they're like, that was what a waste of my time to be yeah, doing that. that. Organic versus paid. And like yeah. the sales team like, hey, you're not really doing anything because yeah. we're not seeing it. And it's like, well, one paid ad has this many impressions per month. One organic ad has this many. It takes me two hours to make that. Yeah. And they're probably just not in the targeted ads 
and that's Correct. probably why they're not yeah. seeing them. And and so, but they're complaining because they're not about the organic. And so all you have to do is just send them a screenshot of, no, 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 we had 50,000 yeah. views in the last month. Of, <laughs> what are you doing for me? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but yeah, sure. feel free to give that article a read. Um, you know, we've, we all um, contributed and I, I think it's a great insight of just who here on the DYC team what we're all thinking, what we're all seeing and and what we recommend at this time. And just realize that these are more general than any one specific builder. And so you need to customize your needs and contents and your your priorities. Unfortunately, we, we have this one story of a, a marketer who's like, yeah, I get things done. So now I'm in charge of snow removal at my model home. Like that's not, mm, no. no, please. That's, that's, that's not a priority. That's, you need to have done that to someone else, not for you. So just, just make sure you have your priorities straight before I think diving deep into a, a to-do list from this article. So for sure, for sure. All right. And the next one from Fox News, but I've also seen this almost everywhere. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, home buyers canceling contracts as costs or what's interesting is my dad sent this to me yesterday. He's like, uh oh. And that's all he says. He'll randomly do this in email. I'm like, that's why you had to say like that. So then I sent it back to him. And essentially, my it's, thought on it was like, it's a headline. That's it's all a headline. it is. It's a it's headline with no catchy. body. Yeah. People will feel whatever about it. But I think there's also a, a lobbying component to this. Um, as far as pushing this out, which the, this is true, like lumber and costs is like that is it is crazy. That is mm-hmm. is an issue. Um, but I think this is also there's which is good. This is how you get change done. You can't have change if things are not in the news and mm-hmm. not talked about. So yeah, that's definitely like on everyone's radar. And we're seeing sales processes change quite a bit yeah. because of like to be able to control margins. Yeah, actually, last week's podcast was we had um, Amy O'Connor and the whole point of the discussion. If you're listening to this right now, feel free to reach back to the Amy O'Connor podcast where she just talks about, it's about margin management right now. And that's all, that's really what you have to juggle. You can't be building houses for free. So just keep, keep that in mind and just understand your sales goals. And, you know, we're seeing the extremes we mentioned of builders just being like, Nope, see you in 60 days. Or we're waiting till we framed out a house to understand the actual pricing. So just, just make sure you guys actually have are making conscious decisions about pricing and selling and then just understanding yeah. that the, the, the need is there. And then hopefully leadership is being transparent and explaining that to everyone. Cause I think if you are yeah. not depending on like what level you are in the company, like you might not understand all that because you're not privy to all that information. So if you're like, mm-hmm. if you hear like, we're, what do you mean we're stopping sales right now? But if you're like, well, we, if we sold something right now, we will likely lose a lot of money yeah. on it. So zero is better than negative, whatever that number would yeah. be. And yeah. so have, hopefully leadership is then being just having yeah. great educational conversations with I, their internal teams about like, here's why we're doing this. So everyone knows here's how it works. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And I thought a really creative solution, not necessarily on that point, but just giving like a, it's not our fault was mungohomes.com. So on Mungo Homes is a homepage. They have a big red box. And it says, why are new homes in such demand? Learn about the challenges facing all builders. And then once you click on it, it's not to say it's taking the accountability off of you, but it's just like, we're not alone with these issues. You're, we understand your frustrations. Here's, we don't want to be in the same boat as you, but it's affecting everyone. and, And just be aware, because obviously when you're searching for a new home, we're in the industry. We know the big picture. A lot of people don't know the big picture. And so I think mm-hmm. it's, yeah, and they have a date for March 16th. Today is the 18th. That's perfect. Kind of just breaking down. And then it has links out to, you know, NA, 
hbnow.com and a, and a couple other articles expanding. So feel free to give their their page a read for inspiration of maybe how to set the tone of in-demand houses and kind of point to it being out of your control when people get yeah. flustered and frustrated. Yeah. Good job, Mungo. Yeah, they, Good job. Right. they they um the analogy was to the toilet paper crisis at oh, the yeah. beginning of which makes sense like you could people definitely understand that one like there's no toilet paper. What do you mean? And then they saw the prices go kind of up and it's you know it's it's yeah, supply and demand. Toilet paper, I forgot about that. I know, yeah. Great. So next article. Yeah. Next article here. We have the housing is the best performing sector of the economy as fears mount over downturn. Well, that feels different than the one we just went over. <laughs> I know. Right. And, and just to, those articles, I, I believe they came out on the same day. So it's kind of like, ah, oh, pick your, pick your headline, right. Of, in terms of what you want to look know. at, but it just talks about how, you know, housing has been one of the best top performers of the year. Obviously, even a, the overall economy has been negatively impacted by the coronavirus and just how record low mortgage rates and um, the desire for people to to move to larger homes during the extended stay-at-home periods have, have fueled that demand. I think they also talk about how this is the first time in a long time that actually homes are finally getting larger again versus, you know, hmm. I think everything, everyone was shrinking. And so now people are, as we've seen, like, instead of, not instead of open floor plan, but in addition to open floor plan, you know, you want that office far away. You need rooms yeah. for the kids. You need things for their, you know, areas for their space. And so, um, I, I definitely say give it a give it a quick read. Definitely sure. has some good. Um, It'd be interesting in like a few years, like what the data is, or even like a year from the data is on like the dual office setup, like mm-hmm. other homes with now two offices. Kind of tying into this, it's interesting the demand for trades. And then connecting that to marketing departments having to advertise for mm-hmm. jobs and and just trying to. There's find not too many people. of them, but there are like there are a few of them. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. Yeah, doing that, which is like people, we need jobs. We're like we need tons of people. Like we yeah. cannot find people. Like there's not enough. And you're like, you're paying how much? Like, what's this? It's like, you know, I think we just had a meeting this week where it was like, you can have these demand, but not everyone can meet the demands. You know, a gentleman just literally left a post note on his desk and walked away and it said, F this. And like <laughs> some people just, you can't handle it. Yeah. And you can't, the demand is, you know, like burnout's real. And I think we all just have to, and anyone listening real. to, I, I think I had some meetings with people. I'm like, like, are you taking vacations? Are you taking breaks? Like just just make sure to break up your routine because there's a lot going on right now. So yeah. especially if you're working from home, I've worked yeah. from home six years and I'll go through seasons of just changing my day or morning or night or whatever it is. And I think it's easy to get in a trap of where you, it's like groundhog day. Yeah. You, you wake up, you, for me, I walk downstairs, I get something to drink. I come in my office, I sit, yeah. I do that. And it's like, Oh it's Saturday. Why am I? It's Sunday. <laughs> what, like, yeah. I thought it was Monday again. Like you just keep, you know, but changing it then forces you just to like, oh, I feel different. Yeah. Um, I think it's even more important when you are from home because you don't have the, like the social, that's, like in-person yeah. connections with people. And that's why people need bigger homes. They need to escape their family. They do need to, <laughs> yes, please. It's spring break this week uh, down here in Florida and the county we're in. I'm like, why is this a thing? Like, yeah, stay get home. Get the kids away, please. Get them out of here. Oh, man. Last article. This is a, a two-for-one from searchengineland.com. Can you, and the f- first part is titled, Can You Believe We're Talking About In-Person Events? 
which I saw that. I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I'm super excited for the summit. I think I was excited last year. I'm like, I'm going to look at flights. And it was and like 2020. You've been talking about the summit for a while I, now. I do this. I do this. I look forward <laughs> to things. That's my way of being excited. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's coming up in six months. I um, have that huge, I have like one of those giant, like the whole year calendars on my wall. And I just have mm-hmm. the highlighted summit days in August. I'm like, August 18th, 19th. Okay, I'm going to be in Texas. Like, I think it's going to be so fun to see people again. And it's just like, I think like a perfect amount of time to like be safe, get the vaccine, everyone feel comfortable. One of the first large industry related events that's going to happen. So I know the hotel is super safe. So it'll be fun. I wonder if there are people who aren't looking forward to it. I mean, we are specifically the summit, but are there people who are like, oh, I kind of liked everything being zoom and yeah. doing it from my tying house this and, to, yeah some recent conversations we had with some builders were the salespeople who which is interesting yeah. like the builder three years ago they were like no we do not want this online thing like very oh, very aggressively yes yeah. <laughs> aggressively assertively. yeah they're like we're not doing this and now they're like do we really need to open up our model homes <laughs> like well you sell really high-end product you probably yeah. like you want people in but they're so used to Zoom and it's working so well. Their buyers are even more qualified. So like yeah. every appointment is perfection. And so how do you like almost, you have to wean these people off of off of that or do you? Like is it'll be interesting. And that was kind of why I picked this little article here was like as quickly as things shut down at the start of the pandemic, like I think as, because what, what are the vaccine rate is per day? Three million or something crazy. Yeah. Think about like the logistics of that. Like that is just crazy to me how that is being done. But like, I think things will very quickly kind of in June. So we're March right now in June. What will it look like? August is like, oh, that's far away. Like it'll probably be like what it is now. But like, I'm like, oh, well, like last year we shut down like really quick. I think we'll be the opposite as X percent of whatever population is then vaccinated. All this stuff that I don't have no idea about because I'm not whatever the term would be to know the health of that. But like it's, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. The feelings like Julie brought up on open, not open, hybrid office hours. Yeah. All this stuff. And I know the builder is talking about specifically because the marketing person was like, all right, and and you guys, we can safely open back up. And the sales agents were like, no, 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 let's not talk about that. Let's not tell anyone. <laughs> let's just, they're, they're, the leads are so qualified that they they don't want to do that. But I think in terms of industry related things and just gathering in groups of people who are going through the stream, same stress points as you, I think, you know, you're, you always come away with, with any event or just the international builder show. Sometimes the best part of events are just like side conversations you have with okay, people. Yeah, yeah. Definitely with all this, it's the connections you build because you you can learn like like a tactic. Like it's on a, a year from now, that tactic strategy is not going to be useful. But like who you meet, yeah. who you know, and like growing that way, you'll be you'll get those organically from those people that you're connected with, which is like that's the biggest thing I like at the builder show is just being around people that yeah. have that are like minded and then yeah. growing those relationships from there. So it's yeah, it's I'm gonna ready be for fun. Person. Yay. Yeah, I'm so yeah, I'm used to in person anyway. <laughs> in Florida, I feel like it, that's also interesting. Like, I don't say 50 50, half the country's this, half the country's that, like, not getting political or anything, but like, it's definitely interesting. Like, some are like, what do you mean? We've been back already. Like, yeah, like, what are you talking about? You so know, it's what? Like, there's a part of me though that's like, it, it correlates with the weather. If you can just be outside, you can be outside. And like, if it's yeah. cold out, I'm not, I'm not going outside. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I can't we've do been, anything. So, yeah, we've been outside a bit. Then the next part of the article was Google blocked 
billion with a B. With a B. Ads that violated their policies last year. So those ads were related to COVID-19. So they were super strict on masks or people trying to sell things that prevented COVID. So that's yeah, good for you, Google. Um, political ad bans, you know, with the elections, stopping fraud, brand safety, and all of that. So it's just interesting. Like I think those are interesting because then it gives you further insight into how the algorithm works and just a deeper understanding of like when I click this button to submit a new ad to Facebook or to Google, here's the magical things that happen in Google and Facebook land. And just having that deeper, I don't know, I have like visual images when I think about these things and and they're not true images, but just like I have them in my brain of, of how it actually works. Mm -hmm. And then I could relate that to like, if I'm trying to troubleshoot something, I could then visualize whatever that image is in my brain as far as like, oh, that's why it's blocked. And here's how I could get around that issue or fix the issue. So that's, yeah, nerding out for a minute. <laughs> yeah, we felt this pain a little bit towards election time. You know, you could oh, tell yeah. they were cracking down on stuff. You could tell we would submit an ad that was totally home builder, has nothing to do with politics, and somehow it would get flagged. So, you know, we, we felt it. <laughs> yeah, they make you earn it if you want to. I think we ran one ad last year. It was like on a zoning change or, or something for like a small builder that we that we just knew. And it was they, they make you go through some hoops if you want to run anything <laughs> election related. Oh, my goodness. Like poor Kevin had to send in like his whole life to Facebook <laughs> in order to run like five hundred dollars in ads like they they are very serious about that for sure. And that's it for the news. For published articles, blog posts, videos and more, check out DoYouConvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook Instagram, LinkedIn, Vine, LiveJournal. I'm just getting my space to <laughs> throw those in there. And everywhere else we are online. See ya. See ya, everyone. Bye.